everyone and welcome to the Dr. Christian Heim podcast where we're living for preventative mental health, love and compassion. Great to have you with us. I'm Caroline Heim and today we're continuing our series taken directly from the monthly live Q&As that Dr. Heim does on the iHealth radio channel in New York with host Hurricane H. Now in this episode, Dr. Heim talks about gambling addiction. He starts by giving some practicals of how to get over a gambling addiction and then talks about how governments around the world are responding, or not, (laughs) to gambling and mental health. He finishes off with some studies about how we're beginning to value money more than people. Let's listen in. And the other comment from Jason was that gambling is one of the worst addictions and there's a lot of denial around it. And uh, that's, that's actually quite true. So I'll, I'll talk about the gambling first and then I'll talk about what we can do on a government level for mental health and addictions. Uh, now, the thing about gambling is uh, you tend to deplete yourself not only of finances, but also of friends and family. And the thing is that gambling works just the same as an amphetamine addiction. You end up with pleasure in the brain. The brain likes it and it wants to keep going. And there's this idea that more must be better. And so the difficulty is finding a purpose, finding something that you love more than you gambling. And uh, the people around you are always good because if you love your mum, more than the gambling, or if you love your partner more than the gambling, then you will start to bring that under control, not for yourself, but for them. And that actually becomes more of an incentive for us. Sometimes we won't do enough for ourselves, but we'll do it for another person. And so again, it's linking the pleasure and the purpose. And uh, again, it's delaying gratification, saying, I will feel better about myself if I don't do this. And uh, A lot of people say, well, you can cut down gradually, and that may be true. But for some people, you've actually got to stop. Okay. And I'm going to start going into crazy territory here, Hurricane. I'm going to say something bizarre. But for some people, what can help with their addictions is to imagine that gambling doesn't exist anymore. So let's say you go onto the internet and there's a site where you play poker. To actually say to yourself, even knowing that this is not true, that that site does not exist anymore. Don't bother trying. While you say that to yourself, your brain will actually believe it. And you can actually get to the stage where you will go, I can't go to that site because it doesn't exist. Even though you know that it does still exist. And is this a game? Yes, it is. This is a mind game. But the idea is to get rid of the gambling. Okay. So now if I turn to the question about whether governments are doing anything for mental health and addictions, it's very difficult to be in uh, government because you've got to please so many different people. And particularly an addiction like gambling, yeah, it keeps a lot of money flowing in a direction that a lot of people like. So straight away there, a government can be, and I'm not saying that any particular government is, but they can be in a compromised position because the way we paid for our opera house here in Sydney was through a lottery, which is kind of controlled gambling. So the way we raised our money for that was through gambling and we're happy to have an opera house now. So the government has to make these really difficult decisions. One of the most difficult decisions is around mental health in general, right? Mm -hmm. And look, I have to advocate for mental health because the truth is that governments around the world 
do not invest as much in mental health as they could. And one of the reasons has to do with the stigma that mental health used to have, that it was only those people that had mental health. And Hurricane, we now live, in a, live at a time that that's just not true anymore. The projection is that half the world's population will qualify for a mental health diagnosis. So we have to do something to get on, uh, on top of it. And Hurricane, for me in particular, uh, I have a heart for young people. And it's young people that are suffering from mental health uh, issues, gambling addictions, and all other addictions. And these things need to be understood so we can literally save the lives of our younger generation, uh, which is why I do what I do and what you, why you do what you do, because we're into preventative mental health. We want to try to stop the people getting into addictions before they occur. Well, doctor, that's that's quite a bit. I love, I love. Thank you guys for for the comments and the questions yes, because those are you. like really powerful ones. But but you know, just listen to your doctor. Uh, two things you mentioned. One is uh, you know related to the question of gambling and the government. I mean, I, I can't speak for Australia, but I can tell you, like just local in the states, for example. I mean, gambling is a big you know thing, right? I mean, yes. we have we have cities that are literally revolving around just gambling. I mean, we yes. have. Las Vegas, everybody knows that, Atlantic City and the East Coast. And there's plenty more. I mean, even now you have to you talk about online gambling. It is big. It is regulated. There is there is even police, state police is involved. There. There's yes. so much stuff going on. And uh, it, it is, you know, there's there's hotlines for addiction. Even when you go there, if you have a problem with addiction, then you should call. So they have some. It is, like, available to you, but, like, it's here, but there's some control measures. Similarly, if you think about it, it's the same thing as, you know, I would say alcohol, right? You can buy alcohol everywhere. Exactly. Bars are open stuff, but there is rules and laws and stuff. And if you get, you know, messed up about it, you know, you'll pay the price. So there is that challenge, you know, between like the balance to make money and generate revenue and also kind of keep everybody in check. Yes. And it, it is not always easy because that balance itself is difficult because everybody's in, you know, different. To your point, uh, maybe the new generation may be different, you know, in terms of how they, I guess, they approach these things and whether it's the gambling. Again, gambling is motivation right i mean you're like oh i want to make more money i mean (laughs) you know and uh in terms of you know the statistic you mentioned which like literally half of the population can't have such a diagnosis i mean that is that is powerful i mean it's 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 almost mind-boggling i mean just hearing you say that i mean i guess i qualify too so (laughs) okay okay so so, well we all do hurricane that's that's the whole thing so we can actually look at some studies because when the united states went through its prohibition era where it banned all alcohol, that was a huge experiment. It was a huge study. And from that, we now know that putting in a total ban, it just doesn't work. It makes things worse. So you go to harm minimization. You go to asking people to be responsible for themselves. Now, the thing is, the competing thing is keeping money flowing. Uh, It's actually good to keep money flowing because the more prosperity we have, the more we can drag people out of poverty, right? But how far do you go to keep money flowing when it can become a danger to people? And this is where I can look at a study that was done uh, in California, UCLA. They, they do a study where they ask freshmen a whole lot of questions. Uh, so in the first year and in the 1970s, 80% of people said that they wanted a meaningful life and only 40% said that being financially independent was important to them. 
So we fast forward to 2011, and it's almost exactly the opposite. 76% of people say that getting money is really important to them, and 40% of people say that having meaning is more important to them. So what I'm talking about there is a switch in values. And because we are valuing money so highly in our society, money is good for the economy, but if you value it as a really high value for yourself, that leads to the area where you think you can make quick money here, where gambling looks like it becomes a good idea. Whereas I, I ask people to find out what they actually value in their life. And uh, one of the hints about what we all value is we tend to value our people a whole lot more in our lives, but we take them for granted. So if we're able to keep our values in a priority and we see where gambling is in a priority. So I'm using gambling here, but if you had to make a choice between gambling and not seeing your mum for the rest of your life, which would you choose? Okay. That seems like a no-brainer because we value our mother. We value our family. But I encourage people to know what at least their top 20 values are to make sure that you're reaching for your values so that life is about going for those values rather than for the pleasure on a day-to-day -day basis. Well, short and sweet this time. Please share this with anyone you know that has a gambling addiction so that they don't have to end up seeing a psychiatrist like Dr. Haim. We're all about preventative mental health. See you next time.